So many times, a lot of things we do are inconsequential, but finally finding the one thing that if we do it right and then apply leverage to it, it can help us dominate and win the game. So do your best every week, month or year to find those one or two decisions that if made right with the right leverage can help you win everything. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? Dr. Vikram Raya is a functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert, is here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life, unlock your limitless potential, and achieve greatness, all while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Guys, this book must be banned. It's literally the most powerful book on money, success, wealth, and critical thinking that I've read in my life. If you don't know who he is, Naval Ravikant is a venture capitalist. He's a startup founder. He's a successful investor, early investor in many, many successful startups, including Uber and founders of Angels List. He's considered the angel philosopher and people like Tim Ferriss uh, consider him one of the most profound thinkers of our time. Guys, if you don't know who I am, I'm Vikram Raya, nine-figure real estate investor, high-performance coach, and cardiologist. And I want to get into my favorite book of all time. So one of the quotes I love is there's a lot of miserable, successful people out there. That's my number one pet peeve. My goal is let's create more spiritual millionaires. Let's create more joyful millionaires out there, right? Wealth and happiness don't have to be parallel pathways. They can intersect. And so one of the things I love that he talks about is the power of leverage. So what is leverage? Leverage is essentially a force multiplier. And so there are four forms of leverage. If you haven't heard of this yet, it's really capital, which means money, labor, which means people working for you. And then there is code and media, which is blogs, videos, posts, and podcasts, and essentially eyeballs. By using these things and using this leverage, it's considered like a force multiplier of your judgment. So if you have good judgment and you use leverage, you can multiply the effects of, of what you can have. And so in the olden days with like Rockefeller and Vanderbilt, all they had was capital and labor. But nowadays, with the advent of social media, with the advent of all this amazing software and technology out there, there's so much faster ways to grow your wealth. Here's my next foundational thought that I learned from Naval. Become the best in the world at what you do and keep redefining what you do until this is true. So what this means is, is a fierce focus on mastery and finding your zone of genius. A lot of people have zones of excellence, which are areas that we're all highly skilled at, but your zone of genius is where no one can touch you. You're so good at it and you're willing to do more of it and it doesn't feel like effort to you. It's effortless that literally you can outcompete anyone in that. So that's sort of my thoughts on that. So a profound thing he says is most of life is a search for who and what needs you the most. And to parlay that is another quote by Rumi, which says, what you are seeking is also seeking you. And if I had to crystallize all that into a final thought, it's your ikigai, right? It's a Japanese concept of reason for being. And it's really seeking sort of these four forces and finding the nexus of these four forces. What the world needs, what you're passionate about, what you're highly skilled at, and finally what you can get paid for. That nexus is really, I think, your major transformative purpose, your dharma, and sort of why you're put on this earth. When he talks about judgment, he says, you don't get rich by spending your time to save money. 
you get rich by saving your time to make money. So what is your hourly rate? I arbitrarily came up with a $5,000 an hourly rate. I try not to do tasks that are less than my hourly rate. And what that does is it forces me to use my time for high value mission critical tasks that are going to move the needle forward the 80-20s, if you will, of life. Use that barometer and mindset trick to really start teasing out tasks that really deserve your time versus tasks that you can outsource and delegate to automate or delete. Here's another quote that I love. In the age of leverage, one correct decision can win everything. So many times, a lot of things we do are inconsequential, but finally finding the one thing that if we do it right and then apply leverage to it, it can help us dominate and win the game. So do your best every week, month, or year to find those one or two decisions that if made right with the right leverage can help you win everything. A lot of times we're stuck in decision-making loops. And I want to share with you one of the things that Naval talks about on decision-making. If you can't decide, the answer is no. What do you mean, Vikram? I thought to make a decision, I have to think about it. But look, when you're faced with a difficult decision, like should you marry this person? Should you take this job? Should you buy this house? Should you move to this city? Should you go into business with that, this person? If you cannot decide, the answer is no. And the reason why is there's so many options in life, right? And these critical decisions, if you're not absolutely all in, if it's not a hell yes, then the default answer is no. And another way to think about this is when you come up with a decision and you're not sure what to do, look at the decision to see if it's, is it reversible or irreversible? Because if it's reversible, make the decision quickly and move on. If it's irreversible, this is when you really ponder, 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 ponder. And then you can use his thing where if you're not sure, then the answer is default no. But the interesting thing is most decisions are reversible in life, right? There's very few things that you can never go back on, right? Stop this decision loops and take some action and course correct along the way. Last thing about decision making, right? Consider the run uphill protocol. What does that mean? It's a simple heuristic, right? If you're evenly split on a difficult decision, take the path more painful in the short term. If you do the hard things, your life will be easy. If you do the easy things, your life will be hard. Similarly, really, it's this chance that, you know, do the hard work. It does matter and it will get you to your goals. All right, guys, now moving away from wealth and decision making, we're going to talk about really happiness. Happiness is what's there when you remove the sense that something is missing in your life. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, there's an old quote that goes, you know, if you trade your expectations for appreciation, the whole world changes. With all these things in mind, it's really we control our happiness by our expectation barometer. The more we lower our expectations, the more we lower the anticipation or predictions of what we want in life, the more happiness we seem to achieve. I think prognostication can lead to suffering. So, it's almost like be present in life, focus on process goals, less on outcome goals, and know that eventually you will get to where you want to go. This concept is uh, really about working out and energy and vitality. And I love what he talks about because, you know, I've been, <laughs> I'm a big fan of yoga. I just don't do it consistently enough. He says one month of consistent yoga and I feel 10 years younger to stay flexible is to stay young. And I really agree. There's really three core principles for health that I talk about. And it's, it's resistance or strength training. Number two is high intensity or interval training or cardio training. And number three is really flexibility training or like martial arts and things like that. So if you have the nexus of these three things, plus restorative sleep and rest, 
and then throw in disciplined nutrition, you're unstoppable. You'll essentially live to 150 years and beyond. You know, I want to talk about sort of the Steve Jobs technique. So Steve Jobs, there was no Zoom when he was around, right? He would have these very particular kind of meetings and he'd call them walking meetings. And really, when he walked, it was an honor for him to ask you to walk with him. And so he was able to make decisions, discuss things, and things happened very quickly and very powerfully. And it was very amicable whatever happened at the end of those walking meetings. Naval has a similar concept. He says in walking meetings, he says the brain works better. You have exercise and sunlight. It's shorter, right? There's less pleasantries and small talk, um, more dialogue, less monologue, meaning there's a discussion versus a dictation, right? And then you end easily by walking back. You end the meeting. Consider that as a new way to do meetings, okay? I really think meditation is the new caffeine. If you're not meditating, you're really giving up a powerful competitive advantage in business, in life, in relationships, in your happiness, in your wealth creation. He says, meditation is intermittent fasting for the mind. I love that because we're all into intermittent fasting. It's, it's a sort of a trend. We stop eating. We let our body digest. We, there's repair going on. There's cleanup, autophagy. But when do we do that for our mind? You know, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. And usually the thoughts are 90% are the same as the day before. And most of them are negative. They're self-critical. If we let other people talk to us the way we talk to ourselves, we will not even tolerate that kind of language, right? But yet we do that ourselves. So meditation helps us really, he says, turn off society and listen to ourselves, listen to our inner wisdom. And he goes, it's only works when it's done for its own sake. And he gives examples of forms of meditation that you don't may not even realize. He goes, hiking is walking meditation. Journaling is writing meditation. Praying is gratitude meditation. Showering is accidental meditation. And sitting quietly is direct meditation. Choose to build yourself because the greatest superpower is the ability to change yourself. And finally, guys, inspiration is perishable. Act on it immediately. So when you come across an idea, a vision, a change in your destiny, a whisper, take action immediately. Take one step toward that action and don't let that inspired thought perish in your mind. And guys, with that, highly recommend reading Naval's book. It's called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, one of the top books I've ever read in my life, and it will change you. Until next time, guys, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. Until next time, be phenomenal.